Welcome to another edition of the Journal Podcast. This week we are joined by Becky Hunt, one of the founders of Scottish-based rum brand Old Mother Hunt. Becky joins us to discuss the life-changing events that led to the business starting, the future plans for growth, and how the business manages to create their gorgeous rums using only natural ingredients. Old Mother Hunt is currently discounted and exclusively bundled for More Card members. Find Old Mother Hunt at themorecard.com. That's T-H-E-M-O-R-C-A-R-D.com. Rebecca, I guess the best place to start would be to tell us about your background and how you came to create Old Mother Hunt. Firstly, thank you so much for having me on. It's um, an honour to be here. So my background and Matt's background isn't in the drinks industry at all. So we started Old Mother Hunt during the first wave of the first pandemic. He's a pilot and he got he lost his job at the very beginning. And we just moved into a house two weeks before and our children were three and four at the time. So things got scary pretty quickly. And we both applied for jobs all over the place and neither of us was successful. So we realised that we needed to make our own future and our own opportunities. So we spent a long time researching what a pandemic-proof business would look like. And we settled for our micro distillery, for our rum, because it's something people would enjoy at home. They could have over a Zoom call. They could experiment with cocktails. And it would just brighten up a long lockdown so and, and and did it brighten up lockdown? It was plenty of rum consumed. <laughs> yes, it did. And we got so many um, comments back saying that they'd enjoyed. Because do you remember when everyone was having the Zoom parties and birthday parties? Yes, they are hard work, aren't they? You know, they, oh, they are really are. Yeah, actual. And they were saying that making something like a cocktail over the Zoom call gave them a focus, gave them something to do. And even if they weren't drinking, it was just a fun activity that they could then put in the fridge and give to someone else later on. Where did the name Old Mother Hunt uh, come from? And was that your decision or was that Matt's? And did you win the... (laughs) (laughs) No, it was was mine. He wasn't keen to begin with, actually. Um, But I, I won him round. But our surname is Hunt. So it was always, you know... A, a joke that we had to be really careful what we named our children because it is a really tricky surname and I'm the youngest of my family and the youngest of four and our daughter came along and she just changed our worlds upside down overnight and our lives changed dramatically and it was the running joke that I became old mother hunter the family because I was the youngest and I had children first so it just I thought Do you know what I will own that title <laughs> <laughs> So I guess then why rum, as we've seen the the gin industry over the last few years is just skyrocketed, but is is incredibly saturated now. Did you look in getting involved in gin or was rum just through your personal interest? So we never never really considered gin, partly I think because like you said, it is so saturated and there is every flavour under the sun out there. I mean, you want it, you can get it. And so with rum, the flavour of the rum that comes off the still is so hearty and full of flavour. You don't need to spice it. You don't need to add caramel or sugar or anything like that. The actual pure rum is just amazing. And there's so many, when you when you distill, depending on the cuts that you make, you'll change the flavour of your rum. So every person who makes rum will make it differently and it will be completely unique to you. And that's what we really liked was that we could make something that no one else could replicate it. It's just our rum. Well, that's what I was going to ask next. What is sort of involved in the distilling process and how did you learn that? I mean, you've mentioned Matt there. He's gone from being a pilot and yourself. You've lost your job. 
how does it go from having your job to then all of a sudden have your own distillery and thinking, how do I do this? I've tried to distill gin before, literally in a shed in the back garden. I struggled with that. <laughs> but having your own sort of micro distilleries, how did you find the experience of, of getting started in that? So it was it was hard. I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of legal red tape to cross over because obviously distilling, it's an excise duty. So, you know, you've got a lot of um, licenses to apply for and permissions from HMRC. But predominantly, we started Old Mother Hunt, not just for the financial reasons, but for our mental health as well. When Matt lost his job, he really, really struggled with that because it's something he worked for. Um, he self-funded his flying training and he worked as a railway engineer for years. And then he took out a loan to finish off his commercial training. And so it was hard for him that it got taken away overnight. And two of our friends committed suicide in the first wave of the pandemic. And that was a real wake-up call for me, that there was no outward signs, not not to us. I'm sure there were to them. You know, I can't speak about the personal circumstances, but it was terrifying how things got so just awful so, so quickly. And I could see that in Matt. I could see him really struggling to kind of cope with this new way of life, and he had no real purpose, didn't know what his future would hold. So giving ourselves something like distilling to learn, which is hard, and it takes a lot of practice, it kept us busy and it kept his mind busy and he really thrived off learning and reading all the books talking to other distillers and finding out best practices so it was it was it wasn't just to make a new career it was kind of to keep us both going throughout a really hard time yeah it was obviously the pandemic was affected and hit so many people in so many different ways so do you think by starting up which is essentially a new life I guess a new career uh, do you think it has helped with the sort of mental health aspect and do you think it helps you to get through the pandemic massively I don't know where we'd be without it I really don't because we were so busy at the very beginning and there was so much we didn't know that we had to learn on the job and we had to just keep on pushing forward there was no time to really consider how terrifying the greater world was you know there was no time to consider would Matt fly again anything like that it was just, we've got an opportunity now and we have to grab it with both hands. And we did. And yeah, it's it was a saving grace of us through the pandemic. And it helped us be good parents as well. Because our children, you know, they were suddenly there was no nursery, no school, no playgroups, no swimming, no nothing for them, no friends, no family. And us being in a better mental frame of mind helped us to then protect them. What's been the biggest challenge out of all that sort of navigating sort of journey in setting up your own business I think the biggest challenge from a practical point of view was definitely getting our own distillers license from HMRC there's a lot of documentation and a lot of interviews and it's it's daunting you know to have someone quiz you so on every little detail that is hard so that was our biggest challenge but ultimately our biggest achievement as well because not many people in the UK have their own distillers license most import and then spice or finish it and so to say that we make it from scratch, we own the whole process from beginning to end, is it's our proudest thing. It's the best thing about the business. That's what I was going to ask, actually, what would be your sort of your biggest achievement? Uh, and I guess it would actually just essentially having your own distillery. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and one of the UK's smallest distilleries as well, or perhaps even the world's smallest distillery. It is. We'll make that claim right here. It's official. Yeah. <laughs> right, <it's> done. <laughs> 
And what have your sort of children made of your business? And do they have sort of any idea of concept of what's going on or or anything like that? And is this something that you'd want to carry on so in years to come they, you can hand it over to them, put your feet up and say, right, it's your turn now? I would definitely love to carry on and it be a lifelong career. Um, and I would like to get the children involved, but I always feel like they they need to get out into the real world and find their own feet. I don't want them to just follow on what we do and be dictated their way of life. So I'd be pretty nervous about letting them kind of take over the family business to begin with, but maybe some point in the distant future, yeah. What would you say has been your biggest sort of learning curve so far? Obviously, every day will be a school day when you've when you've started up your own sort of business, but is there anything particular that sticks out in your mind that's sort of been the biggest uh, learning experience for you, for you and Matt? Um, it's hard to say because there are so many, but I think the biggest learning experience is that you are capable of anything, but not everything. So trying to do everything. I got really poorly in the first Christmas um, and I think I was just so burnt out from trying to, I was working full time as well as doing this and it just got too much. So I think recognising that you can do anything, but you have to have personal limits as well. And for anyone looking to either set up their own business or even their own distillery, what would be your sort of your biggest advice to them? My biggest advice would be to start before you think you're ready. So we we had to launch before we were ready, really, in the end, because it got so close to Christmas. There were so many delays with bottles and everything like that. But it was a blessing in disguise, actually, because if we'd waited till we were truly ready, I think it's too late. I think you'd be waiting forever because you're never truly ready. You never really know what's going to go wrong with your launch. And to just do your research, make sure you know your industry back to front and then jump in with both feet and give it a try and launch social media first. That was a big learning. (laughs) We say that most people that do things, they aren't usually ready for it because I, I guess if you'd sat back and thought, I really want to do my own rum distillery and then were presented with absolutely everything you had to do in order to have your own distillery you might think you know what I'll I'll maybe look at doing that tomorrow so is it a case of just jumping both feet in absolutely I think once you've got the essentials done so you know your fire safety regulations your HMRC licenses and all your your legal business side of it I think once you're secure with that so you're not doing anything illegal then yeah absolutely I think just jumping in with both feet and then you just adapt as you go because what you think what we've learned a lot is that what we thought was the right way to approach something is not always the right way it's not always the way that the customers want and you have to be able to adapt and change as you go or you're you're flogging a dead horse really aren't you you're just wasting energy pre-pandemic if someone's to say in a few years time you're going to be doing what you're doing now I mean could you have ever imagined that at all or is it just so far removed from what you were previously doing it was so far removed. I mean, we had babies. We've got two children. They were close together. And my life was just nappies and feeding. That was it. And the thought of being my own person outside of that was kind of incomprehensible at the time. Me and my partner had our first child six months ago or so. And my biggest challenge each day is just opening my eyes. So the fact that you are managing to do all of this on top of that is quite frankly it's ridiculous <laughs> but it's frightening it's like on a day-to-day basis what's the what's it like running a family a household having a husband because men need looked after quite a lot and trying to run a business what what has that been like 
it's not constant. Some days, every plate gets dropped. Some days, I'm a rubbish mum. I'm a rubbish business owner. I'm a rubbish wife. I'm a rubbish person. And then other days, I smash it and I just tick all the boxes. And there doesn't. It seems to just go in ebbs and flows. And I have to. I've just learned to reset in the nighttime and start again in the morning. And if I lost my temper, apologize, explain to the children. You know, kind teach them real life and that you're not infallible you're just human and just explain to them why I lost my temper and I'll try not to do it again and then just start again and just take each day fresh that's the only way that I've been able to kind of keep all the plates spinning is just let it go and start again I suppose that's the best way to look at things it's never get too high never get too low just stay balanced for the rest of the year what's what are you hoping to achieve with the old mother hunt so Old Mother Hunt, uh, we do have big plans for it. I, need, I know I need to be realistic as well because I do have other priorities in my life. So realistically, I would love to give up my other job and just devote my full time to it. And that's this year's big plan is to increase our customer base significantly so that we are financially secure and I can just devote my full attention to that. So, Rebecca, what is it that sort of sets Old Mother Hunt apart and makes it unique from its competitors in the drinks industry? So we decided when we started making rum that we wanted to keep it as honest and authentic as we possibly could. So we just keep it very old school, very old fashioned and just true to its roots. So just it's a molasses ferment. And then we double distill it. And if we spice it, we don't add any caramel or colouring or dropper bottles or anything like that. It's just whole natural ingredients. So whole cinnamon, whole nutmeg, whatever we're putting into it. So And no sugar either, because I don't think the sugar, I mean, sugar can work for some mums. But I think if the if the silver rum at the base of it and good enough naturally, then it doesn't need sugar to hide it or complement it at all. It's tasty enough as it is. What were actually your experiences of rum before you set up your rum distillery? I think mine was uh, cliched enough as being on holiday in Cuba and drinking a lot and not really remembering much about (laughs) it. But before you set up your own business, did you have a a liking for rum or did you actually know anything about it? Or was it a case of just, I I, I like the idea of doing this? So to be entirely truthful, no, I didn't have a true appreciation of rum. I mean, I liked rum. But I think I was put off, you know, when you're a bit younger and you sneak a bottle of Bacardi out of your dad's cupboard. (laughs) (laughs) And that's your main memory of rum. And we got given a bottle of rum a long time ago and it was just amazing. And so one of the best parts of setting up the company was doing our market research and buying all the rums we could find and tasting them. And the flavour range across them is just incredible. And that really kick-started the appreciation for how essentially the same spirit could be so different depending on who distilled it or how they aged it thank you to becky for joining and to you for listening for more insightful podcasts and articles with independent business owners head on over to journalmagazine.co.uk